When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Very flat, Goodison Park tonight. Uh, Everton won, Palace won. Uh, Everton scored in about 85th minute, but no rapturous celebrations really. Uh, the ground's pretty much empty already. And yeah, uh, being honest, I thought Everton were pretty abject for about 80 minutes of that football match. Um, just I've never seen 11 lads in blue more terrified of a football in my life. Like just no movements off the ball, no pattern to play, no confidence to, to show what they're about. Um, yeah, it was absolutely grim, really. And you know, we, had a, we had a great chance there. Palace uh, in bits off the pitch. Four of the best players out, probably their four best players out. Um, um, but until they went ahead of it they've already just shaded it and then he sat in and we scored from the set piece but goodness me that was a hard watch really hard watch and um, you sort of look at the next fixtures you look at Brighton away and I know we won there last season but you think that'll be a tougher game and and you wonder what, what's next because um, you know this team needs something I don't know if it needs some points back I don't know if it needs change of system a change of personnel but it needs something different because at the moment we're just turgidly on our way to uh, to the bottom three uh, I know we're out of it tonight but um, which is the one positive really but 
I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what these lads need. It's just um, it feels like all ingenuity and expression's been stamped out, and, and all we're left is a bunch like tired squad, a jaded squad. Um, you can't play with the intensity and, and spite and aggression of the had earlier in the season, and, and there we are. But yeah, enough of me rambling anyway. We'll hear what everybody else thinks. Back at the booster shortly. We are back in the Denby Castle after that. Uh, I'm joined by Mark Mosey and Dave Downey for now. I might have more joining us as we go on. Uh, Mark, I've got a migraine after watching that. How do you feel? I don't, I don't think I've got that much emotion in me to, to be impacted by what was potentially one of the worst Everton performances and just general football matches that we've seen in the last few seasons. Um, and for anyone who's not been watching, we've seen some bad football matches. Um, how that has ended up on a live television broadcast for all of the country to see is fully beyond me um, but it was I think the sad thing about it was it was hard to take enjoyment out of any of it and I include Everton scoring a goal um, it, it was really difficult to get up for the fact that you know we, we'd obviously managed to rescue a point and potentially had 10 minutes to win a game it, it was hard to care uh, and I think you summarised it as soon as I saw you Matt after the game and said you, you often watch Everton now thinking where, not where is our next creative move or our next goal coming from but it's where is our next corner or free kick on the halfway line coming from um, and they look like a team that are just totally void of, of any form of ideas um, there was one amusing point during the first half where mid counter attack one of our wingers decided to cut back and try and play for a foul on the halfway line because that was generally seen by everyone as a better opportunity to score a goal. Um, you know, the, the the harrowing stat that you mentioned earlier, Matt, of Everton not scoring a goal in open play for 10 games now is just... The, it, it, it's hard to comprehend how d- disturbing that really is. And, it, you know... Be it losing games or winning games over recent weeks, I've happily come on here and said that I, you know, I, I appreciate why he's here and what has to happen at Everton at the moment, just because of the situation that we're in. But you, you, you can't, and no one can look me in the face and tell me that Sean Dyche is what they want to come and see every single week, because that for me tonight was just the epitome of what having Sean Dyche as your manager ultimately becomes. It's just th- th- there's no idea. Um, it, it 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 almost looks as though the lads have been taken by surprise when they have the ball and have to somehow think about how they progress that ball up the pitch. Um, and if it, if it isn't James Tarkovsky just levering it seventy yards diagonally, then um, th- there isn't much else going on there. And um, it, it's hard to it's hard to see where where it ends because as long as as long as he is here, that is the brand of football that we have all bought into. Um, and for a while, it's quite funny because we're massive and we score goals from set pieces. Um, but I, I think it really hit me tonight when Anana's head they hit the back of the net, and I just thought, yeah, we, we, we all want that to happen, but it, I can't really take any form of enjoyment about it because it's just it's boring yard dog fussy week after week. It's, um, it's so passive when you watch us play. That, that's what's so annoying. Uh, from what Mark said, I think it's spot on. And when you know, you, you, 
we've had these sort of situations when Lampard was in there, the Palace game, everyone sort of remembers the last two years and how shit we were. But we all had something that felt to properly fight for, didn't we? We were all looking at a game where like we desperately need points in this one. I'm I'm watching that thinking it it, it just felt so the, the feeling it felt inevitable to me that we we're never gonna get in those positions where something decent will happen in a game those type of things that used to happen in a game that kicked everyone's arse up we're all on our toes screaming at the at the game you know I think we mentioned it last week Matt about you know that, that sort of scenario where the fans need to get the fucking team going or the team needs to get the fans going and you saw neither that tonight it was just it was so flat and to get that to get that draw I said to you didn't I Matt we disagreed about it here I'd be good if it was a Palace fan there not for the sake of getting it last but I thought Palace were a better team than us it was two dreadful sides Don't, uh, the, the goal they scored was an absolute peach of a goal that IU scores as well and probably deserves to win any game but what really gets me is it was back again to Dice deciding he needs to get to 70 well I lied this week he got to 65 before he made the sub um, and, and when he does he puts Harrison on there on the right hand side for Young, what, what difference are you seeing there? You see much difference at all? Yeah. Or than yeah, someone I mean, who's a bit quicker and puts a shitty left hand ball in? I think you are, but like. You, you see, the, the, I meant that in the terms of Young's that bad, you're putting somebody on who's slightly better than him. It's not really difficult to do that, is it? Is it difficult for Harrison to be better than Young? Don't, don't put a lad there who's you're on loan, put, put him on the pitch. And like, we're not calling him after what two thirds of the season, but I think we've all collectively seen enough to know that Jack Harrison is never going to set that stadium alight. You know, we, we, we've seen someone in Lewis Dobbin who, yes, is very raw, very young, and you know what? He's a, he's a big shrug of the shoulders at the moment. But are we all not ready to just find out with 25 minutes of a game against an awful Crystal Palace side whether he is able to affect the game or not? Uh, how many? Like we've seen him get what seven or eight minutes here and there, and thought. He looks like he's got a bit of a spark about him. He could probably do something a bit different, get to the byline, put a slightly different type of cross in. Uh, and ultimately, we see Harrison cut inside on his left foot and meticulously find that first man. I mean, if he practices that in training, then, you know, fair play to him because he's, he's ace at perfecting it. But I think we're all ready to just see something a little bit different. Um, and I think Sean Dyche is, is so one-trick pony that... You, I feel like we're just watching the same game every single week uh, and granted we are because we, we play Crystal Palace every single week um, but it, 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 it does feel as though it, it's we're in this kind of chasm of shit footy and it's going to be very very difficult to get out of it I don't, I don't really know how we do um, do, do we have to get relegated and then kind of take a punt on an out there manager to kind of then rebuild the football team just to see something a bit different or do we just buy into the fact that the next four or five years are going to be what the four or five years we've just had are and we just we just kind of cycle through pathetic managers who just in inverted commas do what they can with what they have um, you know it's I, I, we do feel a little bit stuck and a bit kind of tread and water at the moment don't we yeah Matt and Ed are joining us as well now um, a lot to take in there Matt but what, what are your thoughts in general on, on the game and what the lads have said so far uh, a half four points an outstanding result that drags us out the bottom three <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> is that Luton with two games in hand now by the way what? The one. Yeah, it's Bournemouth. It's blue, it's, yeah, it's Bournemouth. No, um, no, in all seriousness, though, like, silver lining is we're out the bottom three and it's another point one from a losing position. Never should have got that bad. I know that much. 
Uh, in terms of the tactics, I don't think Sean Dyche sent them out there to volley it over to Corey's head straight to Calvert-Lewin. I, I don't know what they were doing there, and I'm sure he'll be just as frustrated as we were because we've seen us this season actually play it through, through the middle of the Corey barging through teams on the deck, not just hoofing it up. We've been doing that for the past few games because we haven't had the Corey there. Yeah. It's like no one told, especially Tarkovsky, and whenever he had a set piece, um, Garner. Like, no one told him that the Corey was back on the pitch. Yeah. I, like, I think for the first 10 minutes, only one of them actually put it on his toes. Yeah. But I do think the football will change and will improve. The things that do need to change are they need to turn around. They don't, need, like, don't stand there with your back to goal for the entire match. Every single one of them, too, man, stands in with the back to goal. And by the time they get the ball, there's two players on them before they can even look. And the other one is, we need to stop passing the ball directly to feet. Every single pass is just straight on the toes. Like, put it in front of someone for once yeah. in your life. I, I just think we're bad at all passing. <coughs> like, we can't, we can't play intricate passing into midfield. It's not intricate to put the ball five yards in front of someone. We can't even do that. Like, <laughs> like I think, I think, I think Cavalier misses two good chances tonight, doesn't he? But, like, yeah. I actually thought when he was up front on his own, he did all right at times with the service he had. Because it was all just, yeah. like... Balls launched up to him. It was balls like that were bouncing in front of him. And like, it's like, what, what, what do you expect him to do with that? I, 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 I do sort of watch. I do sort of watch us and think. Sorry, I'll, I'll come to you next, Dad. And it's like, it's like, do they do any passing in midweek, like at Finch Farm, or, or is it all just about like shape, 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 seppy, seppy, seppy? So like, I'm, I'm protect the V. Oh my God, yeah. Um, but it's like, but it's like, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence there. As we've got more dicified, if you will, the the goals from open play have dried up, and the goals from set pieces have kind of been like our our only thing. Like, I, I don't think it's any coincidence. I, I think I think the other thing as well is obviously that the the team is looking a bit fucked because the same thirteen players also have been running to the ground because he doesn't make substitutions. The squad's not good, and some of that's his fault. Some of it's not his fault, but. That edge we had, I think, when you look back to the games we won four in a row, where we had um, Forest, we had the two home games, and then we went to Burnley, did a bit of a job on them. But those two home games, in particular against Newcastle and Chelsea, like, like I don't think the tactics were too different, but there was just like an edge and a bit of intensity about us. That's gone now. That has been stamped out, I think, by the the origins of a Premier League season when you've got a small squad and by the tactics that we're employing now as well because no one looks like they're enjoying it anymore it looks like a slog for everybody and I think like, at full time like anyone who listens to like the bit of recorded there in the ground it's like it was full time we scored a goal in the 85th six minutes to, to equalise and it's like oh god yeah, yeah. Like, I was like oh god I can't believe I came and watched that I can't believe I gave two hours to come and watch that and, and it, it just feels like the edge and the intensity and that that little bit of spite we had in our play in that good run is completely gone. Ed, sorry, I'll come to you, not me. Ed's not said anything yet, Dave. Come on. I was going to say the point you made there. How easy is it for the opposition to just have a look at what we've done and just make it really, really easy to play against us and stop? I mean, that, that's what repeats what I said there. Palace would be cut at it. Um, not, not because they played that much better, but because they would have decided they should have won the game because it was so predictable what we had. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sums up. My old boys, cheers, nice one. <laughs> no, I, I think we were missing three things today, and I think that was inventiveness, I think it was intelligence and intensity, like you've already said. And the intelligence is the big one for me. A lot of really poor decisions that you just expect better from Premier League grade footballers. Uh, I think certainly in the first half, 
Uh, Drissa Garnagay was made some fairly intelligent positions. He was intercepting the ball well, laying the ball off in the right places. But obviously, he's, he's way back down the pitch. What I didn't like from Calvert-Lewin, I will defend Calvert-Lewin a lot, is he was constantly working off the two centre-backs. All he was doing, competing with the two centre-backs, coming deep in front of them, and not making those runs between the centre-back and the full-back, which is where the space was, ultimately. And if we were playing those balls as those channels, yes, he's not on goal, but maybe you could cut him to goal or hold it up. They're the sort of things we weren't doing. McNeil didn't beat a player. Young didn't beat a player. Young can't beat an egg, so fair enough. But McNeil can actually go past players. And it's kind of... Like, genuinely? He, he can. When, when can. has he done that? Uh, September. But that's kind of the point. There will be some people who will say, erroneously, the players are scared to make mistakes at Goodison. They're not. They're just scared to make mistakes. They do not take opportunities. And like you're saying, just try something different. Even if it's a different player, like a Dobbin type. Or it's the same players who go, you know what? I played the ball to Mikolenko last time. This time, I'm going to push the ball forward and see what happens. And we might win a throw-in. And we might be pushed five yards up the pitch and we might go up the pitch. And then maybe when we take the throw-in, maybe a player will go, oh, you know what? I won't stand here and wait for the way to be out-headed. I might actually move into space and collect the ball. It's bizarre, honestly. And there's there's two elements. The players the players have got to be cleverer, and Dice has got to try and coach these things into them. There's two sides to it. But the, the ultimate point point that we made is we are very very predictable. We know what's going to happen, and yet we still pay money to go. So who's the real sucker? The opposition know what we're going to do. And even the players know what they're going to do and they decide that's safe, we'll do that. Uh, I just, I, I don't want to see us start blowing shots from 30 yards, especially not just a game, who as far as I'm concerned needs to be banned from shooting ever. But try something different, we might get a different result. And with eight games without a win in the league now, that's what we need, we need something different. I, I don't think the players are being asked to be intelligent. I, I totally agree with you in terms of the, you know, the, they're very exciting the words that you've mentioned and they're all things that as Evertonians we want to see our team play with you know I, the epitome well, as you were speaking then I was trying to think of a player who is probably affected by a lack of those things um, and I would I, you know I came out of the ground and, and criticised him tonight and it was James Garner because I just don't I just don't think I, I always have in my mind when his name is on the team sheet that he is I have an idea of what I want him to be uh, and the player that I think he should be and Crystal Palace at home uh, the, the terrifying fixture list we've got in the next few weeks that includes people like Chef United and you know to a lesser extent Brighton but like in inverted commas winnable games James Garner's probably the man you look at isn't it and say well get on the ball be inventive be creative do all of these things um, is it him in a poor run of form or is it him playing for Sean Dyche and him you know does he necessarily go out and buy a player like that and does he say in training on a Wednesday you know we've got Chef United coming up at the weekend we need to obviously be a little bit more concerned you know Burnley Forest the other teams that are coming up in the next few weeks does he say to him you need to go go to James Tarkovsky get on the ball spray it out wide maybe look for a through ball to decorate link up be that box to box midfielder or is it way more restrictive than that and I know that you're being a bit tongue in cheek Matt when you say you know, is it very basic in training? Is it all about strategy and shape and all these things? You know, none of us are there, but I would harbour a guess that it absolutely is. I, I, there is no way looking at that side. And I know, you know, after a bad performance, you always say, what have they done in training, etc., etc. I, I genuinely do not think that there is a lot of 
on the ball possessive play and, and how how are we going to construct our attacks going on because we've got a lot of one dimensional players you talk about how we pass the football and why we don't pass it into space and, and be that little bit more dynamic look at the players we've got would, would you pass a ball into space to Dwight McNeil or Ashley Young absolutely not even to an extent Calvert-Lewin and I know Ed talks about the types of runs that you want to see him make that, that lad has had it drilled into his head since the days of Carlo Ancelotti that you do not move outside the lines of the six-yard box because that, that is the type of striker that he excelled at being in that time. And I think he's genuinely got it in his mind now that I can't go outside of... Even if you expand it to the lines of the 18-yard box, his game is very restrictive, isn't it? To Can I get on the end of a Dwight McNeil cross or can I feed off a scrap from a set-piece? Um, and, it, it, you know... I don't know if predictable is the right word because as much as you know how Everton goals are formed it, it can be quite hard to defend because we, we do have a lot of massive lads um, which someone should put on a flag um, but it, 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 I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to draw the line between where players are not performing or where they're being asked not to perform in the way that we all want them to be um, and that, that, that's where it's hard to think of kind of a future forward thinking Everton because it's, it's very hard to break the cycle of someone who is kind of shackling your players to an extent um, you know do, does James Garner and Sean Dyche and Everton in that triangle ever really work um, I don't I don't really think so as as we all watch Jesse Mars try and tactically analyse a game on Stanley Park he's not tactically analysing our game he's given a coaching masterclass of his lead side which by the way he took down ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめん
Brantwaite and, and Tarkovsky and then you're right Tarkovsky playing that diagonal all the time to let's face it is, is McNeil any good in the air what else can he play towards it's percentage footy isn't it yeah absolutely it, he's essentially playing territory rugby there because he knows that you know, if God forbid, even if the ball goes out of play in, exactly. in that final third, yeah, you know, you're out of play, you get the ball up the line. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and it's it's very hard because as even even as a as a match going Evertonian, you watch that and think, oh God, I, I know that that's the best thing for us, but I don't want that to be the best thing for us. It's it, it's a really really difficult watch. Um, I agree with you in terms of. I think you justify everything that Sean Dyche is by saying he's what we need right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if, if if we didn't have him and we went down the, down the Jesse Marsh route, um, <laughs> if, if we went down the route of just an anyone else like an anti Dyche, could it be could it be so much worse? Um, it, it, it probably it, it potentially could because our footballers are probably not good enough to install any form of other plan but um, it's night like tonight where I just think I'm ready to find out can, can, we, can I just say as a caveat despite this season worst run on the basis of the performance and the points the team have accrued we would be in 12th place that's not atrocious it's not good but it's not atrocious it's not it's not actually relegation style football it's just mid-table drudge which is what we're after but we are in a position where we need to pick up points and we're not doing so so that's that's where the problems arise I think like now though like um, what I've been trying to say like keep in my head is though like the first half of the season we were 10 points better than all those teams and like we look like a team that was 10 points better like now I don't think we do like we lost to Luton at home in the cup like I think I think every I think pretty much every team maybe apart from Burnley and Sheffield United beat that Palace team at home tonight like given the circumstances and the players they had else like like they they were pretty dreadful like really and I think I don't know you look at it it's like what kind of how much better an opportunity can you have than that you know a team that's lost the manager that's got the four best players else injured like come like what you know didn't even bring a bigger way following like it's got us in power we should be up and at it like we had our best player back in the team it's like that should have been like a great chance for us to go and win a football match after after so long and, and we spewed it really you, you've seen Everton before haven't you yeah I, I mean I have yeah but... <laughs> first time <laughs> you know what I mean like... oh, we were saying on the way back do, do you think do you think Daisha's job is safer because of the 10 point deduction that we got I, I, I think it is I, th- I think if we're languishing in you know I say languishing if, we, if we're at the lofty heights of 12th place and we're, we're sitting on what is it 30 points that we'd be on now do you watch that style of football and you know rattle off all the stats we have about how poor Everton have been in the last 10 games and say well maybe we change direction here um, and, and, or the problem now is that if you suck Sean Dyche when you're 17th in the season you go out and find a Sean Dyche um, and that, that's the that's the horror of the situation that we're in well the job safe for two reasons one is like I said we're a 12th place side in terms of points won this season that's what compared to literally scraping on the last day like basically twice like may as well have been the last day of the Palace game and the other reason is that there's not actually anyone who can sack them we don't actually have a balls right now <laughs> we, we have a, a building contracts manager as an interim chief executive like <laughs> And I don't think we have any actual funds to pay him off. <laughs> um, 
Just some funny moments. <laughs> He's essentially chairman at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> Just some funny moments in general I wanted to talk about. Uh, Jordan Pickford. I mean, what, what was going on with him tonight? Um, the throw in the first half to nobody when none of our players were looking was amazing. And then he sliced about four or five kicks out of play. I mean... The, the quick free kick as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and he banged his head before coming out or something. I mean, what was going on there? He, just, he was on overdrive. I don't know what he'd taken before the game. But how many times he turned to everyone with his gloves out going, calm down, calm down. From every, most of the game he was doing that to people. But there was one that got rolled back to him and he, I'm sure he was thinking, like, oh, there's yeah. someone on the run there. And he hit it completely slicing out to the Bullens. And people started booing him. He turned around. He's going like that, calm down. It was, a, it was a bit of a mad one for him. Like, I'm glad there weren't so much shots on him. Have I completely hallucinated this, or did Tarkovsky just get completely fed up and take a free kick in his six-yard oh, box? Because yeah, they were arguing, and he just boots it away, and he's like that. And he just walked off. And he still can tell them to calm down. Tarkovsky was also like just constantly carrying the ball out and just launching it like into our left-back position. It was like... Some of the passes were really good, but otherwise it was like, what, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. It was, it was all, again, four days back. It was the it was the rich and right diagonal, mate. It's just, you know, maybe it's too old to remember this when you get the ball and try and ping it to Steve Watson all the time. That's exactly what it was like. And like I said, you're knocking it to two wingers. One's Ashley Young, I don't think he's won a header in his career. And, and McNeil. You're not getting him heads in the ball, are you? Like, like Mark said before, all you're hoping there is that you get a throw in. 50, 60 yards down the pitch and that's it It doesn't. It, is that something he's getting thrown in by Dice I would probably say he is that's yeah. that sort of attack that you McNeil needs a break by the way like, yeah. he's I, I, I mean I'm not a huge like Harrison fan but if I was going to drop one of the two tonight it would have been McNeil like he is he is so far off it at the moment he's put in Coven I want to, so I, I, I think if you're going to play young I'll probably play him on the left because he can at least cut in a bit and, and do some of that but I'll drop, drop, drop them both to be honest for one game at least I'd have Dobbin and uh, Harrison I thought when Harrison came on he was the only player who actually took a, took a beat put his foot on the ball and thought about what he was going to do he didn't just aimlessly boot it as fast as he could like, and it's the quality we sort of disagree when we were looking at each other before it's, it's just the, the lack of quality he's got when he cuts inside and his left foot fine done well there whips it in first defender just heads it away there was one point where he gets it towards the end there and he puts a, an absolute pizza of a crossing and no one gets to it but I'm, I look at him like whenever he's on the pitch when he's normally starting for the full 90 and I'm thinking when do I see that happen twice if anything and he's you know he, he loves he loves fighting. He, you can't you can't knock him for how hard he is. He just throws himself at everything. Fair play, but he just shows to me why he's a championship player. Why why Leeds are happy to let him go on alone, even though they all adore him down there. He's not he's not a Premier League player for me yet. He's getting a lot of game time for us, but then that also shows you the situation that we're in, doesn't it? Um, did anyone play well? Anyone get a mention? Godfrey was good. Doug Godfrey was really good again. Um, wasn't happy with what he did. Defended well. I think he's looked all right in the last few games. Obviously, Dice seems to despise Patterson, so he looks like he's getting a game ahead of Sheamus, and he's done fine for me. I, don't know. I thought God, the one moment in the game where I was excited was when Godfrey burst forward in the second half and like cut inside and then played a pass out. So I was like, wow, that, 
that's a, that's one of our players running with the ball yeah, and like yeah. actually doing a, a good pass on the, on the front foot. It was really exciting. You can see his brain think, oh, the gaffer's going to be furious. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the bench next week, there, gaffers. He was also responsible for my favourite moment of the game where he tried to substitute himself off. <laughs> Before realising it was the Palace number 22 I'm not, I'm not going. Give me an applause, I'm walking around here now. The reverse Amakachi. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. And then Anna, great leap, header, some great cheerleading as well when he came on, he really uh, got stuck into that. There was one moment as well where Anana had the ball in his half and he played a vertical pass on the ground forward to Calvert Lewin in a pocket of space. Yeah. Wow, next level that thinking before? that. That's why he plays for Belgium, incredible. Why is he not starting, by the way? Anyone know why he's not? I can only assume it's kind of this phase recovery thing that apparently we can afford to do whilst in 18th place. Just <laughs> couldn't be arsed or turned up late like Beckford did in that one game. Probably did that really. I have no idea why he doesn't start. He was 100% fit. He should be, shouldn't he? He should be starting the game, especially your mate James Garden in the middle. He should be starting ahead of him, at the very least. Well, I do think Odara obviously did have a good spell, but. Tobias De Sibio was the very first thing he did on the pitch lose Jordan Ayew for the goal you were not switched on at all for that free kick like, you were saying you were having a chat he, he, he comes on and has a bit of a chat with Godfrey um, what, what tactically those two lads have to talk to each other about I do not know but it ultimately ends in Ben Godfrey losing a header to uh, I think it was Edouard um, and as you say an honour not being anywhere near Jordan Ayew so there's yeah. no chance they're doing anything other than talking about it if they watched the mass singer at the weekend or whatever. <laughs> like they, they would. Their brains were not in operation at that point. Prime subscription for uh, the real housewives of Oddly Edge. Yeah, definitely only fa- fans or something. Uh, too, I, I totally forgot Godfrey tried to bring himself off. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, amazing. It, it, was, it was the best sprint I saw from Everton player all night as well. He was so keen to be off the pitch, wasn't he? <laughs> You wouldn't have seen it, but um, Gomez and uh, Dan Juma sitting next to each other in the stands looked like they were having the best night of their lives, honestly, proper laughing their heads off at each other. We'd be gone 1 0 down as well. You're just walking here. <laughs> See, yeah. You didn't just got there, like, dropped on an off in a taxi so you could finally get on the pitch. You know, aside from laughing like that, I think that's all we've got in games like that, really. I'll need to take the piss a little bit for five minutes at the end of all this. But yeah. I mean, at least we got Brighton next year. We smashed last yeah, season 5 yeah, 1, so yeah. Same again, at least, for the lads this weekend. Uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, that has been Matt, Dave, Ed, and Moose. And Jesse Marsh. And Jesse Marsh, who is tactical <laughs> insights. Uh, we are on Denby Castle as ever. Uh, yeah. Bad. Bad night, got a point at least. We'll catch Alan you soon. Alan on the bottom three. We'll catch you soon. Off the top east. Sports Social Podcast Network.